honey, you can have me when you want me. If you simply ask me to be there, uh-huh. And you're the only one who makes me come running, because what you got is far beyond compare. And it's just like honey. When your love comes over me, that's right. Oh, baby, I've got a dependency. Always strung out for another taste of your honey. These Mariah Carey lyrics are way dirtier <laughs> than I remember them. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Continue podcast episode <laughs> 125. And I, you know, I should have read the, I should have read the chorus closer before this one, everybody. Um, that's, that's, that's on me. This is, that's like that. Was it that, um, <laughs> that episode of Arrested Development when, when <laughs> him and Mamie that. start singing Afternoon Delight together? <laughs> right. And it's like, really should have listened to the words of that song. <laughs> should have listened to the words of the song. Oh, no. Uh. My name's Anthony John Agnello, and if you can find a person who's more excited about the impending release of Mariah Carey's 1995 grunge album, I'll be impressed. Uh, you guys hear about this? Do you guys, no. do, you guys, you guys hear about this? Hey, <laughs> you hear about this? this guy. Are we doing morning drive time now? We're doing Leno. Now we're doing Leno. Hey, guys, oh. heard about this? The, the, Mariah that's Carey's a real thing. grunge album. She's gonna never that's... mind the... <laughs> I'm know. done. I, I don't know. Man. I don't. I. This is not my fault. I and swear I to God, this show's to be held about accountable. Video, this show's about video games. I promise. Uh, I promise it's about video games. Uh, the person who is directly at fault for that entire riff <laughs> is none other than Susan Arndt. She did it. <laughs> uh, so go watch Station Eleven. It's very good. Is the show awesome? I've heard it's the show. Amazing. Is, yeah, I've heard the show is great. It is. Uh, really really good yeah i i think i'm gonna end up watching it uh i think we talked about it on the show i read i read the um uh book earlier this year while we were all playing ghostwire tokyo yeah i I read through the book and the book like pissed me off because it was just so like well the book was just so intensely like and then you'll think about all the things you miss from the world before and you'll never like and it's just like that over and over and over again like the road kind of like just really dour very very much so very much so this is i am told the show is different from the book that's why i want to watch it because i know i know that the show is like way different and really uh like (laughs) explores the characters not as caricatures but like people yep uh but yeah, so it's it, so it rules. Oh my god, it's amazing. Cool. And what I really love about it is that it takes its entire length to tell its complete story. Mm. You, it is it is not a complete thought without the completed journeys of each one of these characters, and it 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 is so beautifully and brilliantly structured Hmm. and and written i'm uh, stuff this intelligent is not on television Hmm. it's it's still the same structure of like 20 years or so after and then like the onset of everything right is that still yes but it goes back and forth between these time periods very Mm -hmm. fluidly uh so yeah and it 
it's... I very rarely... Because I watch a lot of schlock. I'm not going to lie. Look, I'm a simple person. <laughs> I just want to be entertained. I spent the last three days watching back seasons of the Ink Master, okay? I am not that refined. But when... But, I, you know, I'm... I, I am a person of a certain amount of intelligence, and I have a certain amount of experience with language, and so when something on television is presented to me that is this smart without being up its own ass, Mm. I'm like, where have you been all my life? (laughs) It's wonderful. Uh, Slightly related, and I know uh, the person uh, on this podcast who's really not going to believe a word I'm about to say is about to be introduced, but... Uh, I watched Andor, the new Star Wars show. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yo, it's fucking awesome. Is it? I can't can't believe I'm saying that because uh, nobody says anything even remotely within the sphere of they fly now. Uh, (laughs) Okay. But is it only awesome because it's like the first good Star Wars thing to come out in... <laughs> right. Whoa, okay. So the, so in a while, in a while, Bad Batch, Mandalorian. Thank you. I, yes, Bad Batch and Mandalorian are very good, but Book of Boba Fett oh, and Obi Wan yeah, are so fucking bad that, that it's like true. they aged me twenty years. That's the fair. Rise uh, of Skywalker. And... I can't argue with that at all. That person. The last movie. Very... <laughs> the last movie I saw before the pandemic in a movie theater. Oh, oh my god, that's. Oh it's, my god. So, it's so sad. That's exactly how you want movies to end for you, is mm. the person who who uh, is as incredulous as they should be is none other than Staff Roberts Dave like Roberts. A, like a wet trombone. My cats have been sick all yeah. week. It's very oh. sad. Your, kitty, like, your, your, your cats aren't feeling better? No, well, so Bubbles is fine. Bubbles got the worst of it over the weekend saturday sunday and then frito started to get sick around tuesday and he's still normally i don't let the cats in during when i'm recording the podcast because they just jump on the desk they'll jump on the knock stuff over you know cat stuff right Mm -hmm. uh but no frito is currently sitting on the floor right now he has been here all morning just sleeping and sneezing a lot so yeah poor little baby yeah uh so here's here's where we're going to start today and where we're going to start is i admit very selfish because i need to know from an authority on such things what this game even entails because from the outside i'm like oh yo that looks like like a nice uh awesome new uh, fmv game but then i've understood that that is not what it is susan how do you actually play Immortality? Great question. Okay. You are presented with a video clip. Mm. You start off with a video clip about uh, an actress appearing on an analog of The Tonight Show talking to Johnny Carson. It's a chat show. Fine. <laughs> you, the, you progress in the game by unlocking other video clips. You do mm. this by, as you're watching one... You tag certain things in the video clip. Maybe it's her face. Maybe it's, uh, so if let's, let's say you click on her face and tag her face. It will take you to another clip with that same actress. Maybe it's her in a, in a movie. 
Okay, now maybe if you tag her co-star's face, it'll take you to a clip where a different clip where that co-star shows up. Maybe it's a prop. Maybe she's brandishing a dagger in a in a clip. If you click on the dagger, it will take you to another scene with a dagger in it or something like a dagger. Maybe somebody's at dinner and they're cutting a steak with a knife. Are you touching them? Or like, is this, I, this is what I don't understand. Is right, there right, right, like, right. Okay, okay, okay. So I am playing it on Xbox. Okay. So there's an icon that looks like a little, a little frame of a still frame of okay. film. Okay. If you click it, it plays, goes full screen and plays the video. If you at that point uh, hit Y, it pauses it. Mm. You use your stick to move the cursor onto whatever it is you want to tag. You hit a button, and it takes you to whatever that thing connects to. Got it. All right. I, I got it now. Okay. I, it's so funny. <laughs> Anybody listening to this would be like, why are you harping on the controls? In the before times, when people wrote about video games, everybody, you could find these things out yeah. very simply. Instead of listening to some fucking jabroni on YouTube, <laughs> be like, hey, coming at you, man. We're going to fucking check out a Let's Play of Immortality. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you're doing anything. I wanted to learn about the game. So, okay. So you're, you're clicking on these little things and that will give you access to a broader, deeper range of materials about the characters. Correct, correct. So, you are eventually trying to unlock all of the available clips. Uh, These are clips either, uh, and they are based around three different movies that this one uh, actress, Marissa Marcel, starred in. Now, a clip might be uh, a rehearsal, might actually be from the movie, might be behind-the-scenes footage. It might be the chat show where she's talking to somebody else about the movie. You piece all these things together and, and you begin to understand who the important characters are because the same folks show up from movie to movie like her the the director the um, the cinematographer from the first film she stars in becomes the director from the second film becomes her boyfriend in the third film stuff like that <laughs> With, uh, without getting into spoilers mm. as you are examining these pieces of footage you can then reveal stuff not stuff that is there but that cannot be seen by the naked eye. How? Okay. <laughs> this, all right. So this part I I this part I will spoil because this is how you get into the actual game part and if two different people hadn't told me to do this I never would have. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you'll be watching watching these clips, and on some of them, you will hear a dramatic stinger of music, which is unmistakable and impossible to miss, and or feel a rumble in the controller. Mm. When that happens, you have to watch the clip backwards. There's no... It gives you zero implication that this is a mechanic? It tells you that you can scrub forward and backward. Yeah, but it doesn't... Like, all it does... Nope. 
not to be a dick, but that's kind of like a weird accessibility well, issue. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, how, yeah. So, yeah. like, like pre- premise-wise, the idea is that because um, like, well, I I've only like I started I got to the title screen and I read the like about they're like quote unquote liner notes in the menu. And then I, that's as far as I got before I was like, I think I'm going to need to be like... Oh, is like, that where the story is? Because... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Because so, so, I'm like, at what point are you going to tell me what the fuck I'm supposed to be trying for so, here? So, yes. So the premise... Jeez. I can't believe that this... Freaking Sam Barlow. I know. Talk about talk about getting up your own ass. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I didn't actually start playing because I was like, I know that I'm going to need, like, I don't want to just sit and play this for 15 minutes and then stop. I really want to like Mm -hmm. dig in. I'm going to need like a day where like no one is bothering me. But yeah, so there are, there's like a menu item on the title screen that you can click into that basically explains the premise of quote unquote the game slash product slash whatever, where the idea is that. So this actress was in three movies that were never released. Uh, this is her whole life and career is these three movies that were like, they were never finished or released or whatever. And some like film historians or whatever have found them in whatever form that they were provided in. They compiled them into a package and put them out into the world for people to see the history of this actress. Like her, this, this woman's ca- career in these three unfinished films and so my guess is that they're like okay now explore the mystery to help us figure out like what's going on with this 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 lady that's that's the premise of the game oh that would have been nice to know (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the fact the fact that you just had to explain all of that and susan that you are already like talking about what it's like to actually play that game and you are like what yeah <laughs> is troubling yeah yeah and this and this this is the the tr- okay <laughs> here's why i'm so vexed and vexed is the word for what yeah. i am i love her story I was just going to say this is the successor to her story. Yes, and, well, and, and telling lies, this which Susan did not. Yeah, <laughs> her story is uh, very much proof of concept. And in case you haven't played it, the idea is it is many years uh, after a murder, and you have access to the police archives of uh, police interrogation of this one suspect. They're pretty sure she did it, but they can't prove it. And so you are sifting through this archival footage to see if you can figure out exactly what happened. Great. Clear premise, simple controls. The one the one thing uh, it had going against it is it was type-based. You were typing in keywords. Mm-hmm. And, and that is how you found access to new video clips. And that's how you would chase down leads. It's great because it really requires you to think and be creative. And it it feels like you're a detective, like an actual detective trying to find things. Love it. Telling lies took that concept, had a bigger budget, a much more, instead of one actress, it's got like a cast of like a dozen different people, several different storylines. We're talking actual legitimate actors like that chick from Westworld and Costco Tom Hardy. They're in it. 
the acting is actually really good. The problem but the is story stopped, the story right? is who gives a fuck. Like, right. okay, you're an undercover undercover cop and you cheated on your wife, and I care. Why? Oh, I don't. Thank you and good night. But I was like, okay, but the but the cons the, the technology that you have created and this this genre of piecing together these storylines out of sequence and out of sync and forcing the player to to follow the threads is really interesting. Mm. I don't like what you did with it here, but oh my gosh, isn't this exciting? It's so new. There's nothing else like it. Great. Then we get to immortality and it's even more remarkable. What he has achieved just from a technological point of view is astonishing and creative and the the parallel storylines and how it all it's like you know that's I I, I think it's like uh, always sunny in Philadelphia the guy at the at the board with all the red strings yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that's how he had to have written his script because it's it's so intricate and you can see the craftsmanship there. Hmm. And it is so visually unappealing. And the story <laughs> is so fucking pretentious. It's an A24 horror movie in the given A, B controls. And I'm just like, Sam, <laughs> Mr. Barlow, what do I have to do to get you to just calm the fuck down and give me another murder mystery? You know, the, the, it's so funny because... It's also an ir like an an unreplicable form. Yeah, like nobody else is going to do this. It's not like no. oh, we've created a new genre. Like Correct. this is yeah. it, it's it's no different than a, a Papers Please or a, an Obradin. Like this is a singular creative mind that has a hell of a vision and they're executing it. But uh, you're gonna be beholden to whatever they find interesting yeah. at that moment if you want to engage. Yeah, uh, and like. There may be, I, backing up, I will say, if you just look at the concepts, and again, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm trying to be vague. They're brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ab like I absolutely see the bones of what he is creating here and the story that he is putting forth and the themes that he is putting forth. And it's brilliant. It really, truly is. But the way it has been executed is so immensely unappealing to me at, at least mm -hmm. and so overwrought and dense it just makes me sad because it's i i love that he's swinging for the fences the creativity is off the charts the man is clearly a genius mm -hmm. but oh my god like okay this is a small thing and, and and this is just me. There's a lot of nudity in this game. Hmm. That's and how you know it's art, Susan. It, and that's what it feels like. It feels like characters are naked to make it art. And that video games that don't sucks. have nudity. I yeah. hate I hate that shit. I hate that shit. It um like, like yeah. this whole your relationship with this game, Susan. And Sam Barlow's oeuvre as a whole is, I don't have a one-to-one -one relationship with anybody who makes games, but it makes me think of Paul W.S. Anderson. There you go. There it is. Yep. It makes me yes. think of Paul W.S. Anderson because- yes. Wait. 
No, so, Paul W. S. is Re- Resident Evil. Are we talking Resident no, Evil? Paul- are we talking? Are we talking? There will be blood. We're talking about there will be blood. Okay, take Damn, out I, the S. Yeah, I take out the S. No, the, the Resident Evil guy, Event Horizon guy, is Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah, yes. who's like what? Brilliant! Instead of a mansion, we're going to have Fifth Element, Lilu Dallas. She's going to go in, and there's going to be a dog. And then wait, wait, wait! To- <laughs> who's the Who's the Fantastic Mr. Fox guy? Wes That's Anderson. Wes Anderson. That's Wes Anderson. <laughs> Wes this, Anderson. Is, this is a Wes Anderson thing. What? No, 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 no. It's a Paul W. Anderson thing for me okay. because I like, and I've been dealing. Wait, which with, one is with he this, again? He's like there, there will, will be blood, blood oh, and magnolia. Oh fuck him! Right, yeah. and so boogie nights. Like, He's boogie nights. I was just gonna say I've been okay. dealing with this since I was sixteen, because <laughs> especially when you're sixteen and like somebody's like you gotta go to the fucking indie movie theater and see the hot new shit. If you're a smart guy, yeah, I, I want to be a smart guy. I'll Let's do my turtleneck. I can hold on, dude. I'm gonna fucking put on my sport coat. I tied the, I sewed patches on the elbows. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna smoke cloves while we're there. Let's do That's it. That's it. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. And every single like at Boogie Nights, Magnolia, two movies I saw in the theater by myself. And when you're a teenager doing that, you get a lot of very interesting looks. Um, <laughs> but like all of them, there will be blood. The master. Every oh. single time he puts out a movie, I will watch it like clockwork and I'll be like, wow, this is composed so beautifully. Yeah. And it like looks like nothing else. It's structured like nothing else. And it makes me want to put my face through a fucking window. It's 100%, so yes. self-satisfied. Yes. <laughs> like, and yes. without without earning it. Like, I, I like There Will Be Blood. <laughs> that's uh, no that one's pretty good like there will be uh, daniel day lewis really like daniel day lewis yeah like he, yeah. he commands that movie yeah right. right and that's i mean like his performance is so powerful but like you know i was on a, a plane in may and i watched because i don't know i guess i just want to punish myself that's i decided to watch uh what is it called something mystic not mystic pizza <laughs> No, uh, no, that's a Julia Roberts joint. That's the Julia Roberts <laughs> Mystic River? No, it's his, it's Paul W. Anderson's most recent movie. It's like Surf Pizza or something. A licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. <laughs> uh, surf Pizza. It's called like... comedy starring Rob Schneider, Surf Pizza. <laughs> you guys heard about this new movie, Surf Pizza? You know. Uh... More like a no pizza. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. Every single time, I'm like, yo, this is so artfully done, and I understand why you're considered, like, uh, uh, one of the most, you know, sort of uh, unique voices in your medium, but do you have to be a douche about it? Right? <laughs> and this is the thing, like, Sam Barlow, lovely human being. Sure. Wonderful person. I just... Okay, here's an example. So, in 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 part to make sure that it is very clear, because it is the same actress in three different films, and you are finding clips completely out of order, and uh, you might uh, stop a clip from one movie, and it will take you to a completely different movie. Mm. So her hair color is different in all three of them. In the first one, she's a redhead. In the second one, she's a brunette. In the third one, she's a blonde. Okay. She is wearing the worst wigs. (laughs) They're, I mean, 
They're bad. The first one might actually be her real hair. But after that, the wigs are terrible. And I don't know if that's on purpose, if it's a... I don't know what it is, but like every time I'm like, this looks like it was filmed in my backyard. Did mm. you... Uh, right? And... I, I just... I, I feel like a lot of movies that shoot on digital have that feeling. Yes. And I wonder if that's a lot of it. Is because- Okay, shooting on digital does not change the fact that she's wearing a bad <laughs> wig. Right, but it's it's the kind of, it's the, uh, to, not to bring up 30 Rock every five minutes, but it's that joke from 30 Rock where they bring in the HDTV, like, video cameras, yeah, and you, and you and can, like, like, see everything mm, that's wrong. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, where it's like, if, if you're shooting on, which... I mean, if you want to talk about attention to detail, he probably should have shot on 35 millimeter, but no one's going to pay for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Nobody, nobody's going to pay for that. And I think the technology that he's trying to yeah. deploy to tell the story would make it fucking impossible. Impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's how you cover up a lot of that, those, not yeah. mistakes, but just the, the nature of developing artifice is through like just crappier film <laughs> like that yeah. you know a lot of like old movies just kind of look better because they used worse film and it makes the mistakes sort of fade into the background where once you put it through high definition veneer suddenly everything and you know a lot of that can be you know maybe the lighting's wrong and it's just like highlighting something even more but uh, i i you know i don't know like di- digital film is so hard to get right and well, be- because it does make stuff like it just makes mistakes show up more what's really to their credit the the films take place in three different time periods mm-hmm. and look like it like the one there's one the first one is filmed in italy in the 60s and that's exactly what it looks like cool See like it. that it's that got that sort of like you you if you know spaghetti westerns and and Dario Argento Dario Argento films, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I and love that's exactly that. what it looks like. And that's great. <clears throat> the plots of these films that she was in, and again, they all are what they are for a higher purpose. They are serving in a meta-narrative for for Im- immortality of the game. They're just not very good. <laughs> Maybe they were unreleased for a reason. Zing. Yeah, like, uh, and and by definition, you are spending a lot of your time watching clips from these movies, and it's like it, it, it doesn't I don't help. Spend all this time watching a bad movie. It doesn't help that it's it's kind of pulling cheap tricks. Like they're nude because it's it's for real. Like this is a real movie. And oh, it's extreme. I just. That's a bummer. It it, um, it 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 really it really is. I don't I don't. This is this is a a weird thing to think about because it's rare. Like people always talk about like the sophomore slump. You know, there's you have the the yeah. first amazing breakout work. Then there's the next one that you know sort of totters a little as it tries to respond to that initial success. And then there's the third work that you know sort of expands on it. But then there's the more rare somebody who makes a debut work that is so defining and so good in and of itself that they never recover. Yeah. And I'm like, I 
like her story is you know somebody says to you you know what are the most important games of the 2010s her story has an argument for being in the top three you know or if not the, the like one of the the most but you know uh it, I, I don't i i wonder if the real struggle is you know there's all these structural ideas and like like really really interesting ways to use the technology in new way all of that shit but i wonder if like her story was it is her story yeah it? like the her story is important because to me anyway because it was so innovative it shows that there's still room within gaming to make completely new experiences that's yeah. why her story is important because because of what it represents which is this is brand new you've never seen this before ever and he's refining the he's getting better at that tool right this innovative thing that he created he's he's I feel like each iteration he gets smarter about how to use that thing to make a game. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, eventually, he's going to intersect with the story that deserves it. Or find a collaborator. Like, you know, maybe, maybe there is, maybe the secret is finding somebody to work with and hone that skill. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know I can't I I cannot wait for y'all to play it so you can tell me hey maybe I'm wrong maybe it's it's very deep and uh, <laughs> I cannot be arsed to finish it I can't yeah. I, I don't well I mean so you kind of did though right like you you saw oh, credits no. no 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 oh I saw credits but I wasn't anywhere near the end of the story. Yeah. Mm. Nope. I, and I don't know how that happens. How's that happen? I'm sitting so, there and I'm like, okay, I guess I found a clip. Oh, wait, what? Roll credits. What? Susan, I think another thing that's a problem here is that as innovative and great as it all is, the fact like the fact that all of this information about the game and the fundamental way that it's played was not understood by you yeah. in any way. That has less to do with a stylistic choice and I think a just broad trend in the way that people make games now because of and i'm i'm just gonna say it yep. this is this is souls fallout yep this is you like we're making things and baked into our design is forcing player conversation and in online engagement yep to just even understand the basic way it's played and sometimes that's beneficial you know you can you can have a a a like I like Tunic. You were talking earlier this year about Tunic, Dave, and the way that like Tunic really sort of reapproaches this idea of presenting you with just a little information, like with this manual thing and showing you images, but relying on you to then go to the community to figure out how it's supposed to be done. And it sounds like immortality is like, well, of course you're gonna go you're going to go to Discord, or you're going to go to Twitter, or you're going to go to X to figure out how it's supposed to be done, and fuck that, man. No. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, here's here's a perfect example of... Well, the, the fact that the story, the, the what you're supposed to be doing, is somehow tucked into the opening credit, or the, the opening menu, okay, because 
That's exactly what a person does when they start a game, is they go through all of the options on the menu instead of just hitting start. Okay, absolutely. Uh, the first thing the game does when you start it up the very first time is it you are looking at your the, the, the field that you'll be looking at, your desktop, if you will, and all of the video clips there. And then it says, okay, here's how you actually play the game. You select this, you use this to, to push play, use this to advance it, you can back it up, do, 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 do. Okay. And you do all of those things with the clip that I told you about her on Johnny Carson. Once you are done that, you go back to your desktop and all of the clips are gone. Now you only have the one. So I spent a good five minutes trying to be like, wait, wait I want to go look at the other... All the ones that I, that were, th no, 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 no. It took me five minutes to realize, oh, I've been Metroided. Okay. <laughs> but you got it. But, but here's the thing. In Metroid Prime, you see Samus get, like, electrocuted. There's a, vi there's a new visual cue yep. that shows you outside of the usual perspective of gameplay. She's hurt, and then there are text cues when it goes back to first person. It's like, this system offline, this yep, system yep. offline, this system offline. You need to fucking tell the player somehow. Not like, you don't need to do the bad, like, you know, I don't know what Capcom's doing with its tutorials these days, but you play Resident Evil Village and it's just like, you will now have gold. You must use the gold to talk to the man, to buy things in the shop. But stop. You don't not a, you don't need a wall of text, but you need to Yeah, like well, like you like you said, like it's it like they they sort of use the Apple word skewmorphize, like you're sitting in front of a <laughs> You're yeah. sitting in front of like an actual computer scrubbing through videos, right? Like mm -hmm. it's not like like just a so like all they have to do is like oh what if there's a power surge, and then yeah. it comes back up and it's like data lost. That's it. Or just do the tutorial with only the clip available to you. Yeah. Yes. You don't. We don't need. I mean, I guess what they wanted to do is indicate like this is how many you're gonna be looking for. Don't tell me that. I don't need to know that yeah. all you've done at this point is confuse me and it's like did were there no mock reviews of this game done probably not probably well, not that costs well, money <laughs> well you know like it a lot of the pro a lot of what is wrong with this game to me feels like well we get it so therefore it's obvious mm, yeah and yeah or no. or like my like my vision is right and like f everyone else you know like like the, this 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 was my vision but design yeah. is law yeah 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 so it's like poetry that rhymes <laughs> does um, anybody does does is that a, that's a very dated reference i just realized like do, anybody listening even remember the design is law ads for is that, is that a john romero thing that's a john that, romero reference oh, wow. that's a that's wow. a wow that's yeah. Um, so that uh, goes I, in the uh, that goes in the museum. That so, goes in the museum. Uh, Susan, I I, yeah. I quickly googled where I found this information. Just I, like I wanted to see what the title screen looked like, and I believe if you load it up and you go to on the title, there's a section that says about. If you click that, I think that will tell you the plot of this <laughs> game. Why would I have done that? Why would anyone do that? Why would I have done that? <laughs> you go to you go to options and you go to start and that is what you do 
Um, uh, yeah, I, I wish I, I, it's so, we've talked about this a lot, uh, at various points throughout the history of this podcast and its many incarnations, but I, like Susan, I think the first time you and I talked about like, when are we going to get like a really true detective game mm-hmm. was like back when murdered soul suspect came mm-hmm. out and it's like, why is this so and like well because you need to make something that communicates with a player and part of being a detective is not having direct communication with what you're trying to detect and man it's like like i think about like sort of the ultimate detective board game is the sherlock holmes consulting detective and it's literally just like here's a newspaper here's a book with the story now look through the newspaper and see if you could find anything that connects to the story, Uh, find names in the story and go talk to them and get clues. Like, like literally the game is just like, here you go. Boom. Figure it out. And like, yeah. Yeah. And, and ultimately what you're going to do is fail because Sherlock Holmes is a million times smarter than you. And you, you may get it, but you'll be at like negative 12 points or something (laughs) where like Sherlock Holmes has 70 and like, but translating that experience into a video game without feeling handholdy, like like her story was, I think the closest because, and it was smart enough to go like, okay, stop when you're done right like if did you figure this out great did you not well i mean it's up to you you have the clues be smart enough to put it together in your head we're not going to tell you whether you're right or not yeah um i, I don't know like i it feels like rather than trying to just to to focus on that aspect of her story and like finding interesting ways to do that he took the wrong lessons from her story and went in the yeah the the technological aspect how can i make this more complex how can i yeah. enhance the video experience and it ultimately it just it it muddies the core which is telling a compelling mystery no, 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 no. That, and letting someone figure it thing. out there has to be something to discover. Yeah. He is, oh, well, I, I've created this really innovative way to tell a story. Okay, first of all, A, then the story has to be interesting in and of itself. B, a player has no incentive to put that much effort into just finding out the story. There needs to be a hook. I need to be enticed mm. to put in all this effort to put the pieces in order. Susan, when what it's if? a mi- when it's a murder to solve, great. If it's yeah. just okay, douchebag is undercover, who cares? Yeah. What if what if the actress that appeared in all these films turned into Sonic and then it was about <laughs> how Sonic turned into a girl? Yeah. <laughs> Would Wait, that, the girl turns into Sonic and then turns. It, does she turn into a different girl? It's the origin. It's the origin story of how Sonic turns into Sonic Girls, the hot new game from Milton Bradley. Ah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I'm glad that now I could, I, after all this, I, I feel confident, much like I skipped telling lies because you were like, nah, dog. And now I can skip immortality. Oh, yeah. Although I am, I don't even have the subscription anymore, but next time I'm like at like my mom's house and Netflix is there, I am going to check out the Netflix version of immortality because I just want to see how the interface works. I know it's going to be on Wait, there's Netflix. A, it's a Netflix version? I was, I think I like, I was reading about how the game is going to be on Netflix. Like that's one of the ways they're going to distribute it. Yeah. And I'm just really, okay. pause. Netflix games are not on your TV. They're on your phone or tablet. Oh, oh, that's less interesting. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's just, so that's, there are Netflix games. Like they put the Minecraft story mode on. Yeah. There's, and there's, there's a, there's a black Black mirror Mirror one. Yeah. Black mirror. But Uh, no, there's the black mirror one, which sucks. There's actually a trivia game on Netflix on your TV, uh, which is, kind of fun how have i not heard of this uh it's trivia crack is on there yeah but like if you've heard of netflix recent push to do games it's on it's on the mobile that's yeah. not you you, uh, you log into the netflix app and that lets you download games off correct the store. i i correct. was very interested in a thing that's like you watch movies and then how like i was like ooh, so there's a they solved for the interface for the thing that you actually want no, never no. mind no, no they no. didn't no well poop it's still bad. fine more time to play Sonic Girls on my Vita then. That's what I that's what I what I really wanted to do was play Sonic Girls anyway. You yeah. guys uh I don't want to brag, but I definitely ordered a body pillow of the Knuckles girl. She's no, I'm gonna just, this should I let this bit go? Yes. Alright. I'm gonna yeah. let it. Well, I am First of all, <laughs> because what about Amy Rose? I mean What about yeah, Rouge? Right, look. Big the cat is my waifu for life. All That's, right. Well, okay, I'm froggy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just uh, the cream the rabbit. I think is a girl. Cream the rabbit. That's oh true. My God. That's true. That's true. So basically, like, it, okay, do I need a, a girl version of Charmy B? I don't. Is there is there a Charmy? Is Charmy? I don't. Charmy is a boy. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Now that I, we're getting into the Sonic. How lore. did we get what here? Are, because it's his fault. <laughs> I'm just committing to how the did, bit. How did we get here? It's his fault. <laughs> is one of the most common refrains on Kentucky I've ever heard. How did we get here? It's his fault. Uh, Dave Roberts, uh, you have been playing another work like it's it's kind of like the auteurs episode of uh yeah. continue because no uh ron gilbert oh, yeah, right. has returned uh, yes with his most famous work and all the dude the art style's not good it's not my monkey island blank. yeah I, guess that- I mean if we want to get into a discussion about fan bases like we do with metal gear and literally everything else i mean we could it yeah it they're fucking crazy. They're okay. they fucking crazy. <laughs> and they, Calm down. And okay? they forget that literally every game except for the first two look completely different from one <laughs> yeah. another. <laughs> Holy shit. So return to Monkey Island. Uh we're we're I was thinking about the timeline, which is kind of crazy, because it ten years ago is when Ron Gilbert w- like came back out of the ether. 
uh, during that first rush of Kickstarter successes. Like, Broke oh, yeah. happened, yeah. and then Shovel Knight happened, all that shit. And then Ron Gilbert was like, yo, me too. And then Thimbleweed Park happened. And, oh, but, yeah. Uh, right. That and, wasn't uh, very good. I, it's I, all right. <laughs> It's but, fine, I guess. Yeah, I, I forgot all about it until yeah. Return uh, to Monkey Island was announced. Yeah. I think that's actually what gave me the most pause with Return to Monkey Island. It wasn't the art style. Art style is great. Like it's the I forget I her name. I've, I've seen it on Twitter when this came up, but she worked on Tearaway, um, mm. and so yeah, like there's a lot of that in there. It's like it's really cool, really stylized, cartoony, fits the total vibe of the series. It's like. Uh, not to bring up Nicktoons again, but it does kind of have that like it's it's like cutesy looking, but also can get kind of gross when it wants to, you know. Like it's it's really good. Uh, no, like the thing that gave me pause was Thimbleweed Park because mm. like Thimbleweed Park was Ron Gilbert going like I'm gonna make an adventure game ass adventure game like you remember like Maniac Mansion like the old stuff verbs. There's gonna be verbs uh, <laughs> and like. It, I it's good but it's also like like we've we've moved on right mm. yeah yeah uh return to monkey island knows this mm. in fact it's the core of the game and it is it is brilliant it is heartfelt it is it's hard to talk about it because, like, I grew up playing Monkey Island games. Like, I was in middle school when I played Curse of Monkey Island, and I went back, and it's just been, like, kind of part of my life ever since. So, like, it's hard for me to, like, separate that from my assessment of the game. But it, I, I, it's probably going to be in the shortlist for my games of the year because so I finished Dave, it. When, when, you say, when you say that the core of the game is that we've moved on, I, I always find that really or, interesting as like a question when people return to a legacy property. Yeah. Or not moved on, but like like time has passed. Time time has passed. And so when you say that, do you mean like from the from the perspective of the way you play it or from the way the perspective of like the narrative and the way the story is told and related? All of it. It's all, all of it. it. Yeah, all because of it. Because like so something was I, I like I think we talked about it at the end of last year. You talked about Psychonauts 2 mm-hmm. uh, in the preparation for the show. Psychonauts 2 was really like I, like a year later I'm still thinking about what a wonderful game it that is. But I think in a lot of ways it only narratively reflected that time has moved on, you know? Like mm. Psychonauts 2 like I think part, like it played really well. But it was a what if we extended these play gameplay yeah. mechanics? Like, what if PS2 in- platformers never went out of vogue? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, it was like like if there had been Psychonauts two with the Xbox 360 launch, it yeah. probably would have played like this. Yeah, but uh, so mechanically, which I'll I'll start there because that's kind of. Um, there are a number of like really good additions that make the because it's still a point and click adventure game, right? Like you're still picking stuff up off the ground that doesn't belong to you uh, and being kind of a jerk about it, uh, and then using it on other things to get more items, and also just kind of being a jerk about it. Uh, it's a Lucas Arts adventure game, but there there are a few things that they do to mitigate the core problems of those things where 
at the end of the day, once your brain just cannot make those logical connections, you just put everything on everything, put everything mm-hmm. on everything or click on everything to see what you haven't picked up. Yeah. Um, so one there, there are selectable difficulty modes at the beginning of the game. Um, Thimbleweed Park had this too, where, uh, if you want to just kind of play for the story, you can put it on easy mode. The puzzles are a little like the idea. It's not that the puzzles are necessarily easier. It's just that maybe the more tedious puzzles have been removed. So it's a Mm. little, it just flows a bit better. Mm. And, or there's the, Hey, if you want an adventure game, ass adventure game, you can select that option. Um, I mean, I picked that one because that's, (laughs) that's what I wanted. But, uh, even then, like, None of it was so annoyingly difficult that I felt myself like really like angry with the game. Like I, there was never that moment where you're like, oh, "What the fuck do I do with this item?" There's always like, "Okay, I know what I need to do. How do I do it?" Uh, two, uh, you can rather than pointing and clicking on stuff, at least with the controller, uh, you can what you move. You actually move your character with the left stick. You don't point and tell them where to go. And then you use the right stick to highlight different items in the environment. And so you can only interact with the things that the game tells you that you can interact with. Mm. There are no verbs. It's literally A button to look at, X button to do something to it, whether that's pick up or okay. talk to or whatever. And all of the the interactions have like little cheeky dialogue options that pop up next to the item too. So there's like it's like baked into the thing that even just like poking at something is funny uh three there oh you can also if you press both of the shoulder buttons you can highlight every item in a room so you know exactly what you're oh that's interacting with yeah see that's that's, good yeah uh three there is a to-do list so as you're solving puzzles and figuring out what you need to do to progress the game is keeping track of this in a log so you know like oh okay i need to get x MacGuffins to progress to the next chapter and it's going to like, okay, so you collect in your to-do list, it'll say you need to collect each of these MacGuffins. And as you start to get closer towards that, it'll add new objectives to that. So it's like, oh, uh, well, this MacGuffin turns out is actually owned by this person over here. So uh, your to-do list will update and say like, get MacGuffin from X person. Nice. So just, again, just keeping things tidy so you know what you need to be doing at all times. And then last, there's a hint book that is included in the game that if you ever get stuck you can open it up and it will it'll you can choose from one of the objectives that you're trying to figure out and you can keep hitting it and you'll start you'll start with a small hint get the invisible clues yeah you get bigger yeah. and bigger hints until it just flat out tells you what to do Dude, do you have to do you have to go to the game icon on your dashboard and then click about and then no. that <laughs> no but Okay, so it kind of does that, but it actually like signposts. Like, so when you start the game, uh, there's a scrapbook, and it says, "Hey, if you're new to Monkey Island, check out the scrapbook here." Like, big arrow pointing to the scrapbook, and it's nice. this interactive little book full of pictures and things from all of Guybrush's adventures, including the games that Ron Gilbert did not work on, which I found very like. Like, interesting in a way that, like, I was not expecting, just because, mm. like, like I don't know the ins and outs of the relationship that he had with LucasArts, but I get the impression that, like, he left after two, and then they kept making Monkey Island games, and maybe he wasn't really a fan of that, but 
he kind of came back to work on the Telltale game that they made uh, back in like the mid aughts, and all of that's in there. Like uh, events from the third game, the Telltale games, the fourth game, stuff that that's didn't crazy work on. that the Telltale stuff is actually in there just from like a licensing perspective. Yeah, I think it, it's weird that like that they have that continuity, but I uh, it's cool. Yeah, so like it's it it's interesting that it like respects the whole series and it's not just one girl going i'm gonna make the sequel that i always wanted to make you know but it's again it like just from a narrative standpoint like that's not kind of what this game is um so it's very heavy on the nostalgia i will Mm. say straight off especially or at least like within the first few chapters because the game literally starts on the first island from the first game melee island uh and a lot of the people that you met are on the, the from the first game are on this island. Some of them in the exact same place that you found them That's in the funny. first game. Uh, like Otis, one of the people that you get to go with you on the crew in the first game, he's a he's in prison again. Except you don't have to get you can, you can get him out if you want, but you don't have to this time. Uh, but the more that I play, or the more that I play, the more that I realize it's less like a nostalgia bait which i mean it is like any sort of game like this is going to be they're gonna be like remember stan he's like waving his arms around and trying to sell you uh well, he's actually in prison too uh for for scams uh finally uh but it's it's less about nostalgia and more about like coming back to a place that you left 20 years ago and finding it both different and the same and how you navigate those spaces with eyes that have been, you know, like tempered by experience. That's how you have to do it too. I interesting. Um, Susan, what's Roy Kent's real name? Oh, uh, it's driving me nuts. Uh, Roy Kent. <laughs> let's, just, Roy Kent. let's just go with Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. I was listening to Roy Kent on a podcast not terribly long ago. And he was talking about the, like one of the problems we have right now where we think it's wonderful that anything can come back. Like no mm. art or intellectual property is impossible to resurrect at this point. Like, cause there's just complete willingness to just do it. But the commercial impulse is to be like, here's the thing you liked again. Here it, here it is. You wanted, here's your full house. Here's your Ghostbusters. Look, there's Bill. We made Bill Murray put on the jumpsuit. He's wearing yeah, it. You can yeah. see how look tired he is. Look at him. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> they sound like Heath Ledger and Dark Knight. <laughs> look at him. That that is the Sony Pictures ethos. But like Roy Kent was like I and Susan. Please forgive what I'm about to tell Roy Kent. This is don't hold it against him. But he's like, if you're gonna do something really incredible like Twin Peaks season three, you. <laughs> You have to. Did I just ruin Roy Kent for you? Is no, Roy no, Kent no. Ru- like, no. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate what Twin Peaks season three did. Right, and but like that's his point. He's like, yes. he's like, if you are going to return to something, you have to a acknowledge that that time moved on. Your words, yeah. Dave. Yeah. But you also have to take risks and give people something new because they don't want the same thing again. They want to feel 
as incredible as they did when they discovered it. That is correct. Yes. And that's hard. That's yeah. fucking hard. And that's you can't really hard. You yeah. can't put and, Bill you can't you can't just have Michael C Hall yelling about how uh evil dies tonight. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> Anthony I think, Michael Hall. Forgive me. Anthony Michael Hall. Michael <laughs> C Hall is Dexter? Yeah. That's I was a just different say, I was like it's not a different fucking, movie. Just got yeah. traps while he talks about murdering people and John Lithgow. Um, uh it's the other guy. I think the, I think that this game smartly waffles between those two concepts. Uh, it does feel very much like the other games because, like, narratively, what you're trying to do is, and you'll realize this when you start playing. Like, if you play the other games, you never figured out what the secret of Monkey Island actually was. And the secret <laughs> of Monkey Island. <laughs> so the game is you figure like finding the secret of Monkey Island finally. Um, but and it's and the secret is how Lara Croft became a Tomb Raider. Yes, oh <laughs> final. It's always been there, but it's been we're through the looking glass. It actually would have been really funny. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would have gotten it, but yo, no, no, that no, is no. that is a free joke for anybody making a comedy video game in the next ten years. Is end your game by going, and that's how she became the Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't fucking matter. Just write like, guys. When you're as Callisto Protocol is going to be done in two months, you're going gold. I know it's probably to, like late to make any changes. Get it in there. You like kick somebody into a grinder, and then they're like, and that's how that how monster became, became the Tomb Raider. The Tomb Raider. Um, and that's the secret of Monkey Island. Yes. It's like it says like a Ron Gilbert production. Freeze frame. Yeah, Ron Gilbert, and Dave Grossman. Uh, but no, so but the the thing is, is that this entire story uh, is framed by an older Guybrush telling a story to his son, who is named Boybrush. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, fucking gold. Yeah. So the, like oh. the the beginning of the game. That's so good. Starts with a scene that feels like it's it's okay. Did you guys ever play the second Monkey Island game? I have. I have I never played ever. Okay, so the game. Uh, I guess spoilers for Monkey Island too. That's it's okay. That really. game ends with like because you're searching for the treasure, Big Whoop. You find out that like you might be on like you're confronting LeChuck under a theme park like you start finding like hints that there, there's a lot of like artifice and theme parks and that sort of thing in these games uh, and eventually like once you beat LeChuck you step out into the theme park and you are a little child and so is LeChuck and you walk off with your parents and that is how Monkey Island 2 ends and that is the last time that Ron Gilbert made a Monkey Island game until or was involved with the Monkey Island game until the Telltale games. And then the third Monkey Island basically just goes So that was weird. Um and like just kind of picks up like like it resolved itself in between games. Like he's suddenly like an adult drifting out in in the middle of the ocean. Um so this game starts at the end of two, where like Boybrush and Chucky walk out of of the janitor's closet, causing a ruckus, 
Uh, and then you find out that, like, no, this isn't a continuation of the second game. They're children pretending to play one of the stories that Guybrush told him. Aww, yeah. I love that. And, and it also acts as the tutorial area for, like, learning how to, like, pick up items and, like, talk to people and skip dialogue and all this stuff. And then eventually you sit down and Guybrush tells you, he's like, oh, well, let me tell you about the story of how I found the secret of Monkey Island. And so, like, as you're playing the adventure game, like, Boybrush, like, interjects and, like, like yeah, Boybrush, it's so good. <laughs> interjects with, like, details, like, hey, like, what happened to that? It's like, oh, well, we're, that's not important to the story. Let's move on. Uh, during a particular scene where you are particularly mean to someone. Um, it's... There's just a core of, like, like. it's not as cynical <laughs> as mm. some of the other games of the series yeah. have been. Yeah. Like, it's still sarcastic. Like, you're still a dick to people. And there, there, there are moments where, like, Elaine, your wife, is, like, kind of figuring out the things that you've had to do to get to the secret of Monkey Island. She's like, why did you do so much stuff? Um... But at the end of the day, like it, it really does feel like, like this a, a story told by someone who is like, like their heart has opened up mm. more, you know. Um, I don't like. I don't want to spoil it, but I, I do. I, I do. You guys ever? I think feel like it? some people oh, may just like uh, just like I think people who are looking for an ending, yeah, will be disappointed here. But at the end of the day, I think the ending that the game goes with fits not just the themes of this game, but like kind of the themes of at least like Ron Gilbert's stories that he's told within Monkey Island. Um, and yeah, I, I like I could not think of a better way for this. Like if this is going to be like it, like Ron Gilbert is just like, yep, I said what I needed to say. Monkey Island's done. This is a good place to leave it. Hmm. Do you guys think about that like leave it impulse in terms of, you know, like we've seen in the past few years, like Psychonauts 2, Return to Monkey Island, there are these sort of returns to moribund spaces and then we go back to them and it's like you get to do that um, really effective continuation, but like sort of say goodbye to it and put it to bed in like a really kind of positive way. Uh you know, like the Deadwood movie. I don't know if you guys like Deadwood, but the Deadwood movie did a really good job of that. Um, do you guys think about the fact that like in 10, 15 years, we might start seeing like the version of that for like an Uncharted, like a like old. Oh, I feel like Uncharted 4 was that for Uncharted. Yeah, but I mean like like all of a sudden like an old Nate Drake, not mm. like not like Spring Break Nate Drake, not <laughs> Spring drink, <laughs> like not that, but like no drink, no, no drink, coming at you from Miami Beach. Uh, <laughs> I no shit. I was about to do like a Nate Drake supporting Ron DeSantis thing, and let's no, not, no, let's not do you it. Will let's not. not. I won't. I won't. I swear. I swear. But like, you where know, was me, Nate Drake on January six? Is that where you're going? Yeah, with yeah exactly. Where was Nate? Nate, <laughs> stop it right now. Okay. He's got his backwards cat. He's wearing his Monster Energy t-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean more like, uh, you know, like, like I just want to know if there's like some kind of opportunity. 
I feel like you only get to do that with games that are smaller in scale rather yeah. than like I like I want I would fucking love a game about like old Shepard. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, I want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a ma- like a Mass Effect that actually reflects the passage of time, the ten years since Mass Effect Three. Like where I want that, and I don't know what kind of opportunity there is to actually do that. Yeah, I think like Monkey Island is a weird beast because it was a product of like a PC gaming in mm-hmm. the eighties where you could sell a hundred thousand copies, and that was. A resounding success, you know? Like, it was just completely different time. Um, and even, like, even its status as a cult classic, like, it would never, like, it never does the kinds of numbers that, like, you know, that Mass Effect will ever do, which, like, like, it makes me grateful that, like, like a publisher like Devolver would take a shot on it. The, or the publisher like Devolver exists to take a shot on it. Because, yeah, mm. like, they're not, you know, you're not going to get those numbers. And, but it, yeah, like, it affords them the opportunity to, to, yeah, have that dialogue with the character that, like, there are a lot of fans. Mm. Not, like, not like Star Trek fans. Not, like, Star Wars fans. But there are. And to be able to have that dialogue with those people, I think is like, it, it's really cool that I got that opportunity that someone was able to, that is awesome to do it. Uh, I think everybody that Susan has barbecue waiting for, and uh, I have uh, a breakfast burrito waiting for me. And I think we should all go eat things. However, there's somebody who caused this and they need to pay for their crimes. And Dave, Name them. Name them. Yes. Uh, name, naming and shaming. Here. Name them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Our Patreon backers are canceled. Uh, Patreon.com slash continue podcast. Be ashamed uh, of your words and deeds. <laughs> oh, there it is. Words Yes. Words and deeds. <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Uh, but this, we have a special backer section or backer uh, dollar amount so I'm going to shout those people out now uh, Josh Jamie Souza, John Belf Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot Double Taco, Matthew Peters Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson Shane Nilsson, Yaddle Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook Skip Dippity, Canonical Tom Coveney, and Nick Rubin Thank you. Thank you all. Uh, a special special thank you to Nick Krugan who sent me a copy of Fester's Quest. If you know oh anything about me, you know that it is my favorite terrible game. So thank you for that. That was very kind. That game oh is really upsetting. Like it's it, it, like it's such a weird vibe, and the enemies are so gross, and yep. like the frogs and brains, and just the whole and the, the, the floating head that the mosquitoes come out of. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so gross. Oh man, yeah, but it's kind of amazing. It's it's really a magical thing. Uh, it is. Thank you, everyone. Uh, your your backer dollars ensure that we have access to things like uh, Return to Monkey Island and immortality and the game pass subscriptions that allows such things um yep. <laughs> and also like screw you backers because it's your guys fault that i'm still playing xenoblade 3 i'm still playing it it just won't end uh well, of course it doesn't it's a xenoblade game i know i know i know are you oh liking it uh, 
Okay. See, that's another conversation. That's an, okay. It's a whole thing. We, uh, we have food waiting. We got to wrap we this up. We can talk we're... about Xenoblade. <laughs> Xenoblade, it'll be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, your backer dollars matter for that. If you do not have money to back us on Patreon, please just share the show. Get it out there. Uh, and uh, Susan, where can people follow you? Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I uh, like to tweet about TV and movies. And as we are in spooky season, I will be tweeting about horror movies a whole lot. Susan is X. Like I know you've like got mixed feelings on the A twenty four shtick. Yeah, is is X and Pearl? cool do i need to I watch know. this i haven't watched x because i found the movie poster for it which is what you see when you go to select it on a streaming service so off-putting that i'm like no i'm not gonna watch a movie oh damn i like yeah. i don't know anything i've just been seeing everybody talking about how pearl's like crazy and shit and i don't Whatever. i don't know i don't believe any Whatever. <laughs> that's all right that's what i needed to hear uh, dave where can people find you you can find me on Twitter at David Robots, uh, where uh, as soon as Criterion adds Near Dark to its collection next month, I'm going to watch that. That's the Catherine vampire Bigelow movie, right? vampire movie starring Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. I cannot wait. Um, uh, and yeah, twitch.tv slash continue podcast fitfully. Uh, I, I mean... This is going to go up on Monday, so the weekend will have happened already. But I'm going to stream the bouncer. We'll have streamed oh the bouncer. Okay. So, right. so that's going to happen. Um, and uh, my episode of Normandy FM is up, where I talk about some some cool side quests and other things in Cyberpunk and how that game is a fascinating mess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. Uh... Uh, a f- funny thing, I can point people to the most recent episode of Acts of the Blood God. Speaking of Normandy FM, uh, one of the folks from Normandy FM who's also on Acts of the Blood God, I am on the most recent episode of Acts of the Blood God. If you want to hear me and uh, Eric six Van degree, Allen. Yeah, six degrees of Eric Van six, Allen. It's, it's, the, it's the pod, like all the podcast or video game people are, are appearing on shows. If you want to really hear me talk about uh, Xenoblade, <laughs> you need to do that if you need that in your life. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter where I don't even know how to describe what I do on Twitter anymore. <laughs> just talk just talk about star wars in the middle of the night <laughs> post videos of amiibo in your mouth yeah that's that's about it all right everybody we'll see you in two weeks thank you so much for listening goodbye Bye. goodbye